Welcome to Under the Water Tower, a production of Fellowship Baptist Church, located in Marble Falls, deep in the beautiful Texas Hill Country. Join Fellowship's staff and leadership while they explore, study, and discuss Bible passages. Here are your hosts, pastors Joni Wallach, Misty Grimm, Daryl Fishbeck, and lead pastor Dr. Jamie Greening. Last night I mowed my grass. It was um, kind of a last-minute decision that I made. Um, the weather was had turned warm. It was good. It's been an abnormally cold mid-spring for us. Uh, I would I think most of the, around the table here would agree that it's usually when you have spring break, you have warm weather here. But this was a really crummy weather week. But the, it got better. It was cold yesterday morning, but it got weather and uh, and uh, the wet what warmer and the sun came out. And my grass had grown, and I thought, I need to mow it. It's I've only mowed it once this year, so it's the second mowing. The second mowing is better than the first mowing. The first mowing is always hard. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a easier. sequel to something. The <laughs> second mowing? <laughs> Jamie's yard, the second mowing. <laughs> that, well, that's when the leprechauns come out. So I mowed the grass, and it took me about an hour and a half to mow the grass. So I can just tell you. Push mower, right? Push mower, but it's yeah. still uh, push mow uh, the grass. That's really kind of all you can say about it. I mowed the grass. When I say that, you know basically what I have done. There has been grass. There's been old shoes that you have worn. There's a mower. You made sure you had plenty of oil in your lawnmower. I check the oil about once every three years right Mm -hmm. before I go buy a new one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I wonder why. Um, But it had gasoline, all the things that you do. But I mowed the grass. And so it's kind of all I need to say to you is that I mowed the grass. You know exactly what I did, what my intentions were, what my goal was. I have an incredible vision of what you were wearing. Um, May not be true, but I I like it. (laughs) Well, that's weird. (laughs) You just made that really weird. (laughs) That was really creepy. Now, I could go into detail, though, about what I did when I said I mowed the grass. I I, uh, did some basic maintenance on the engine before I started. Um, Just didn't check the oil. Well, I'm being sarcastic. Made sure the string was in the weed hacker. I cleared off some limbs. We'd had a, a really bad windstorm. Those are called strimmers in England, by the way. Side note. <laughs> there were some limbs that had fallen. This is me ignoring your side note. Okay. And I had to clear those off the lawn before I could mow your eye. Cause it actually was some big, big limbs. I, I cleared off some and put them in the pile. Others I just pushed off for later because they needed to get a little more brittle or brittler. Then I then I mowed the grass. So I, I I'm taking in chunks. There's basically four different sections of my yard. There's two sections in the front. Neither one of those are very big. There's one very long section down the side, and then one in the what I refer to as the uh, South Texas range of my yard. So in my in my mind, my my yard has the same basic general makeup of Texas, and so this is the South Rio Grande Valley lot of thought into this well um, i'm still waiting to see where this is going <laughs> most people do most people who mow their yard have a do you map. do the have fenway a, lines and no, get I creative don't. i don't but i do make sure my lines are match up and they're good and solid and strong i do that when i vacuum oh. right I want my lines solid to be strong lines. Yeah. yeah so i mow until so then you mow and then you're done mowing but you're not done because now you have to, you have to weed hack and so get the weed hacker out and trim check check the the line in it and it mine's this is the same weed hacker that jumped in the lake once, and so it needs some special attention before it 
it, it goes and but it still works fine um and, and so we'd hack around the sides and i really struggle with where there's the metal railing there's like this yarn railing uh yarn Lawn, lawn, yarn. metal, <laughs> that's like, Stitch Kim Sisters. Really crocheted something <laughs> that's cool. Some uh, strong and blankets, it, and it's metal there on my neighbor's yard and some around my flower beds. I, d- I always do that last because that eats up the the line, mm-hmm. right? You're going to have to replace the line early if you start that. If you if you're good and you're really um, cheap, so I want to keep that as uh, that string in there as long as possible. Um, so you, you do all the weed hacking, but I'm still not done. Now I get to the blower, and uh, so I have an electric blower, which means I have to move f- very deliberately. Uh, it's on low for a lot of the blow because you can't g- use the high or you will not have enough charge to get through all the blow. So the blow needs to last for the whole time, and so then you do that in a certain way. And but I if you use it on high, can you get done quicker? No, because it d- you don't actually go faster. It just blows harder. Oh, okay. It's like a sermon that's bad. You can be <laughs> loud. It's just it's just not any better. It's just loud. So I do the blowing of the the yard and the, the sidewalks and the driveway, and you have to blow it a certain way to keep it out of the water. And you blow it where it's. And I always blow some on purpose onto my neighbor's yard. Uh, <laughs> that's always intentional. Uh, and then once I, I do that, and I know I have enough charge left, I will then then I'll go back around to the front and hit again the places with the hard, heavy, high blow because I, now I know I have enough charge to do it. Uh, and then when that was over, you think you might be done, but I really wasn't done yet. I had more because in the blowing, my oak trees are dropping their leaves. Right this, mm-hmm. in, in Texas, the spring is when the live oak drop their leaves. And I wish you guys could see me doing the motion right now as the trees drop their this leaves. This whole like he's story milking a cow. has been very <laughs> so entertaining. <laughs> so, so the the leaves fall and so Greg, wake up! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Greg has his own methods so, of so mowing the yard. So. Everybody does. Yeah. So, so, every, so you. So then I take the my rake out, my old fashioned rake, and I rake up the leaves after I have blown them kind of in a general direction, and then I had to put them in the trash bin because today's trash day. So it's pr- it all worked out perfect. Uh, and then I was finished mowing. Now, one way I told you, I just said I mowed last night. But in the other way, I told you everything I did, why I did it, the rationale behind it. And that, my friends, is prayer. I can talk to you for hours about the minutia of prayer, or I can just tell you I prayed. I prayed. And somewhere in between those two places is where this podcast is today. Prayer in every sense of the word, is just you have to go do it. Mm-hmm. You, you, you pray. But in the other sense of the idea, you can discuss all the different aspects of what it means to pray forever. I, I've got a, I didn't even go deep with the yard. So I just have grass. I, so when we put the house in and built the house, or we, we had some grass put in, but some of it's old grass from the previous. It's all this different kind of modeled stuff. And I'm pretty happy with that because when it's green, it's green, and I like that. But I've got a neighbor. He's a really nice guy. But that guy is all about the grass. I mean, (laughs) he is, oh, my soul. He will tell you, well, what kind of grass is it? He'll name off 17 different varieties. This is good in the shade. This is good in the sun. This doesn't need a whole lot of water. And he's like, well, I have grass. 
Yeah. And that's all I really know is it's grass. That's what I went through yesterday, picking out my chickens. The, the, the gentleman was super nice, and so he was telling me, which ones do you want? He starts rattling off all these different names, and I'm like, I just want the cute ones. I don't know. I'm just going to pick them out because they're cute. Exactly. So, so the detail, my, my neighbor has that kind of knowledge about grass. Yeah. And so if he has like one weed he anywhere, knows. he's out there, and he's it's done. And he had one area recently that was just was not measuring up. He went and had a whole pallet of grass brought in and laid over what I would have said was perfectly fine grass. Mm -hmm. He dug that up and put this new, because it was perfect. It was just right. Mm -hmm. He really knows grass. You can do the same thing with prayer. I mean, I, I just know prayer, but someone else may say, I know 17 different ways to pray. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make one better than the other. It's just how you want to talk about it. Right. So that's one analogy to open our discussions mm -hmm. with prayer. There's another one, though. Do, are you ready for another one, or do you want to? Do you want to? Are we ready for a break yet? I feel <laughs> like it might be time for a break. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're ready for another one. <laughs> ready for another. So the other one is: years ago, I attended a prayer conference. Have you, I, I, any of the three of you been to a prayer conference? No, I've heard yeah. Jim Simbola speak. Well, that's close. His book was a powerful book on prayer when it came out, and it, and. Uh, there was a lot of hyperbole in it, I think, and there was also a lot of uh, motivational speaking in it, I think. But the gist of it, I think, was wonderful. You see, you get your church praying. Um, the, the Tuesday night prayer meetings, right? Is that Jim yeah, Simbol I think yeah. so. Of course. Which didn't it, didn't it turn in? Don't they have like it's 24-7 or but I don't know now. I'm sure everything's 24-7 now. the name of their now. church? I just. Brooklyn like Tabernacle. Brooklyn Tabernacle. And, and of course, I think it's famous. more. It's more famous for the choir. The choir, yeah. And so I think that. He wrote the book to justify the choir, maybe. Anyway, I, I digress. I'm, I'm a cynic, anyway. What, what Happy was that? birthday, Oh, prayer conference. Jesus. <laughs> That's one of theirs, by the way. Pr prayer conference. So Jim Simbola almost counts. But this was like <laughs> a, a three-day weekend, and we went down to this uh, church, and uh, the pastor was giving the prayer conference. And he, he said a lot of things I didn't really agree with. But one thing that was fascinating was he talked about the reaping what you sow motif. And he, and he took the passages out of the Bible and talked about the idea of you reap what you sow. And someone flagged him down and said, whoa, 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 that passage is about your behaviors, right? If you, what you, the way you treat people is what you're going to get from people. And the way you live your life is going to be measured to you. And someone else said, no, 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 that verse is about giving, Right, so if you if you give a lot of money, um, then the Lord's going to bless you with a. That's kind of a prosperity gospel. To, but that was what this person's take on the reaping what you sow. And they said, whatever it is, these verses aren't about prayer. There's nowhere in there that, that that's about prayer. And the guy who's leading the conference came back and said, no, reaping what you're sowing is about farming. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about giving, <laughs> and it's not about your behavior. It's about farming and he said but the idea is you get out of what you put in and he said prayers the same way if you sow prayer then you will reap a prayerful life and you will reap a spiritually strong life mm -hmm. and that's a concept i have held on to i think that guy said a lot of stuff that's just whacked out but that was right mm -hmm. i have now talked for five minutes how many six minutes 12 minutes no way are you kidding me? That was on a sermon <laughs> level. <laughs> 12 minutes? 
Well, my work is done here. <laughs> I'll see you guys on the back Maybe side. 10. That's counting 12. No, tw- I've been recording 12. That's right. Never mind. I punted off to you. Now you guys go. That kind of reminds me. It's it's like your relationship with Jesus. You know, you have to have that constant communication to make any relationship work and um, meaningful. I think in that closeness, that intimacy, whether it's a relationship with your spouse or your children or your parents or, you know, whomever that is, you don't have that deep connection without communication, without the prayer life. Well, making that part of your, that is your life. I'll go ahead and do my (coughs) Daryl comment and say, why, why do we pray? (laughs) Hey, that was my first, why? (laughs) Because um, there was a weird way that story could have gone with the whole reaping and sowing, which a lot of people use prayer as a way to get things. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, um, if you didn't get what you were praying for, you obviously didn't pray enough right. or you didn't um, pray the right things or hard well, enough. You didn't trust it. And Misty, you're saying you're not even talking about that. You're talking about prayer is just a form of communication. Right. Yes. So, but, but so I, th- I agree with that. It is communicating. How do you define, do you, do you define prayer as communicating this Misty? Um, I do because whether we're using words or not, and you know, we're allowing the Holy spirit to, even when we're just quiet, you know, we don't have the words. Scripture even says that, you know, when we don't have the words, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. And so that's still communicating, communication, when we're sitting and we're still and we're allowing him to speak to us and through us. What's well, listening? That's listening, which is still. A lot of times this prayer for us is, I'm going to say all of these things and yes. ask all these things. And is it mm-hmm. prayer for just sitting in silence? Yes. I think it can be. Mm-hmm. I also think it's not something that is taught. I mean, I remember going to youth camps and saying, and you know, being told, "Well, you need to, you need to pray more. You just need to pray more. You just need to do it more." And um, mow your grass more. <laughs> exactly, but it, it's just not taught. And so, until I was uh, and then grown up, I didn't realize like there are different types of prayers. There's different ways to communicate. Um, sometimes you just have to stop talking and listen, and that's. So you're part of a prayer. Joni, you're an educator by trade. Mm -hmm. If you were teaching a class on prayer, what's the first thing that you would tell? Say, this is the most important thing. I'm going to start up with this. What's the most important thing you would teach? That God wants to hear from us. I think so much we get busy, but that's such an excuse. But that it's just kind of a foreign concept, prayer is. And just knowing that like we are his children and he wants to hear from us. Okay. Well, and it, it speaks in 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 scripture, you know, Jesus taught the disciples how to pray, but you see at the very beginning from Genesis Only after they asked him. Right. <laughs> too, but that he led by example also. I mean, he was an example of prayer, to, uh, going away by himself to pray. And not even then, but I I find it hard to believe that they didn't see him praying too. You know, he didn't know a sneak away and pray by himself. He did it I believe, in front of them, too, because he was there to lead by example. But all through Scripture, you see, you know, the Lord speaking to his people, and that's I th- that's a huge part of it. Well, you kind of asked, <coughs> how do you define prayer? And I know our topic today is prayer, meditation, and solitude. And so I throw out there, are those all elements of prayer, or are they separate things, and prayer is something more specific? I think they all go together. I mean, could you say I'm praying or I spent time in prayer and you were meditating on scripture? Is that fall under the umbrella of prayer um, or is that a different aspect? 
of time with God. So the answer to the question depends on what your goals are. And I think think a lot of... mm, (laughs) mm, I prefer goals. We know how much you love goals. The, The issue revolving around why we pray or what the goals are will define how that you answer that question. I think a lot of people define prayer as, and this is wrong, I've got a list of you know bad ideas about, fallacious ideas about prayer, but we turn prayer into only asking God for what we want, mm-hmm. and that's how we define prayer. When If I were to s- sit down with a hundred born-again Christians and say, we're going to make a prayer list, everything that we came up with would be something we want God to do. Right. That, that would be almost every, there'd be no, nothing... Uh, that would be described as transcendent or transformative. It would all be what we want God to do. And I believe that if you define prayer as that, then solitude, quiet, meditation, uh, those are not prayer. Mm-hmm. But I don't define that as the goal of prayer. In fact, I think that is a hijacking of prayer. Um Prayer for me is not about getting God to do anything. And and I will be clear about that. I believe the scripture's teaching is accurate that we are to bring every need we have before God. And we should make our our prayers and petitions known uh, boldly, in the writer of Hebrews, boldly before the throne of grace. I believe all that to be true. But that doesn't come from the context of wanting God to perform or to do it comes in the context of me desiring to be transformed by God. Mm-hmm. So to me, the, the whole point of prayer is not to get God to do. It is to get me to change. And that change it comes as I pray, I am aligned with his will. This is where the Holy Spirit takes over in the prayer life. And for me, the real essence of the intercessions and groanings and gruntings, because it's painful to transform. Mm-hmm whether you're an individual or a church. we want what we want, you know. The heart wants what the heart wants, right? Yeah, and the heart's <laughs> a liar, yeah. right? Um, but, but the Holy Spirit is not. And so as I pray, and so now solitude, I'm telling you guys, until you've been locked in a room alone with God for a long time, alone, um, you, you've not actually encountered uh, some powerful aspects of what prayer can be. Mm-hmm. That's when you see him and you see yourself. Or silence. It's so hard for Baptists to maintain mm-hmm. silence. Mm-hmm. Um, you do it for about a minute, people get nervous. Mm-hmm. They're like, ah, they forgot what to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they get really nervous. Uh, but it's important. So I think I think all that's about transformation. Well, and you're kind of reading my <coughs> notes over here. And yes, I am going to go Enneagram. Um, but one right, of pay the... Pay up, pay up, everyone, pay one up. One of the <laughs> things um, about... Um, having a body, having emotions, uh, having uh, a brain, um, is sometimes those things can get scrambled and um, sometimes we get overly anxious and get the, the, the three o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning, can't get my brain to turn off or um, just the emotional overload or burnout, just the different ways we do. And I think different ones of us are, are more predisposed to, to different some are more connected with the body, some are more connected with the brain, some are more c- the thoughts, some are more the emotions. And one of the things in uh, one of the things I've studied about the Enneagram talks about three counterbalances to that is stillness. Are you a three? Is that why you're so well in tune? Like every time we have a podcast, you bring up three. 
Are you a three? No, it's a very, it's a very, three. I am a three, but it's a three. Because th you talk about three way more than you any other number. Well, because the Enneagram is very divisible by three. There's groupings of three. There's a lot of so it's symbolic. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of <laughs> numbers that connect, but three is a big one because the systems, there's nine personality types divided into groups of three based on different things. But the point I'm really trying to get to here is that um, <laughs> silence, stillness, and solitude are crucial. And you mentioned two of those. You mentioned silence and solitude. But, but for people who are very gut-centric, body-centric, physical, always need to do, oh, I can't sit still, mm -hmm. sometimes the counterbalance to that is forcing yourself to be still. Yeah. But in God, in, in, with the intent of engaging with God to right. listen, uh, silence, um, turning off music, turning off... Uh, getting away from nature. Yeah, nature. Mm -hmm. I, I believe we've downplayed God's role in general revelation. Mm -hmm. We've we've upplayed properly, I think, specific re special revelation in the Bible, but we've downplayed uh, general revelation that so much that we've almost eliminated just being outside as an act of prayer and mm -hmm. spiritual discipleship. Right. Concur mm -hmm. completely. Mm -hmm. And who wants to be alone with their own thoughts? You know, I think a lot of times <laughs> Are you afraid to be alone with your own you know, thoughts? But that's kind of sketchy. That's so. the problem. Sometimes we're overthinking and we don't think. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, but the last one was solitude. And for that one applies to me and Joni as a two. Um, Don't bring that, me into this. Is that we often get too much in our emotions or too disconnected in our emotions, and we are so engaged in other people mm -hmm. and their emotions that we disconnect from ourselves. And so solitude, turning the phone off, right. mm -hmm. being alone, locked in a room with God is, is crucial um, because those things tempt us to, to be busy and, and, mm -hmm. and we get confused with doing too much mm -hmm. as opposed to, to listening. And I think discernment, you know, it's, it's very important that we discern what God's telling us, what the Holy Spirit's telling us, and what we're telling ourselves. I think that's a huge thing, too, is we have to be careful at what, well, what we're And that's why I to. think we have to, to find out what is our primary source yeah. and how do we counterbalance that right. with, with doing the opposite, so yeah. to speak, to create some space. Mm -hmm. For God to to speak, oh, you, mm -hmm. you're gonna sit still finally. Okay, I can listen. Yeah, I can right. speak to you now. You know, and, yeah. and kind of. Well, I think He's always speaking. I think it's only he's when we're still speaking. that we hear. Well, yes, yeah. It's the Elijah in the cave. It's only yeah. when you're quiet, quiet. And, th and you've been through all the noise that you can hear the still mm -hmm. small voice. And so, Johnny mentioned earlier not having you being taught how to pray. I remember early in youth ministry, how do you teach prayer? And, and and there's pros and cons to this, but there were two methods that I used early on, and those were across. Ooh, ooh, ooh I want to hear. Mm -hmm. well, what were the two methods you heretically used early on in your ministry? I don't know they were heresy, but it was the pray acrostic, P-R-A-Y, which is um, petition, repentance. No, not what it was. Praise, repentance, ask, and yield. That was just kind of a, Sounds a like road. Driving. That was a road map for praying, pun intended. Or um, ACTS, A-C-T-S, Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, and Supplication. And I think I was taught those, but it was just, I wasn't taught it's okay to be quiet, and it's okay to have your own thoughts, well, and it's okay to... To uh, not pray the acronym. Well, and the problem with the acronym <laughs> right. for someone like me, who's a, an achiever, who needs to check things off my list, is that becomes, okay, I've adored, I've confessed, I've thanked, I've supplicated, um, I've prayed today, and it's just, it has, it's devoid of connecting with God, as opposed to it's just kind of a guide to help you. Right, it does the opposite of what prayer is supposed to do, mm -hmm. it, it, instead of... And, and it's 
sorry, I had one more thought. I need to get it out. It's it's often taught with the if you want to be pleasing to God, Mm -hmm. you'll pray. And here's how you pray. So here's the checklist of things you do. And now God's happy with you. But don't forget to end it in Jesus name. Oh, yes. Oh, good point. So let's talk about that. Do you have to end it in Jesus name? And where do you put the apostrophe? Um, first of all, you don't have to end it in Jesus' name. And the apostrophe to me would go after the S. It's not Jesus's. <laughs> Jesus's. <laughs> it's not like Walmart's or Walmart's. Ross's. Walmart's. Um, there is a move in grammar circles to put an apostrophe S after the S on Jesus, specifically because his name is not a common name like Phyllis, but it has an S. It's a it's a deity. So that you treat it as if it was Jesus's. Jesus's. Yeah. Wow. And I'm old school though, so it's just after. The I case. still use two pa- two spaces after the period. I do too. <laughs> same Okay, same. Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, and the thumb, thumb is just it does too. Every time you no, pinky you can, thumb. You can fix it. Trust me, I fixed it. You can <sighs> fix it. You can undo that. You can undo that. So um, why can't Joni? Why don't I have to add on the magic formula in Jesus' name, amen? When I finish my phone conversations with my wife, I always finish with love you, bye. Did you, you say I love you, bye, Kim? Love you, bye. No, just love <laughs> you, bye. I, I think our life should be a prayer. So if you think about the different types of prayer, like one is a breath prayer. Like that may not ever end in Jesus' name. It may not even end. That was creepy. <laughs> in... um. It may not even end in amen. It's just yeah, that's what I was thinking. Sometimes it's just like I need help. Oh, I would You've say what they say: the best right prayer now, is just please. help. Yeah. <laughs> Why do we end the prayer in amen? Because it means so let it be. I don't know if that's really true, but that's what I was taught. Amen's a fun word, um, isn't it? At the end of the Lord's prayer. It depends on. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying yeah, to say it in my brain. <laughs> Because I'm saying if it's something that was attached to the Lord's Prayer in Scripture, then let's be um, legalistic about it and be sure that we say it because Jesus said it. Well, the problem with the Lord's Prayer is the whole last two lines of it pretty much aren't in the actual text. Those have been added on Mm -hmm. later anyway. And there you go. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. That's that's probably a third or fourth century addition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There goes some scholarship for you. Um, You know, We've turned so much of prayer into magic formulas. The amen is one. Uh, you, there's, I, I can't find anywhere in Scripture that commands that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it's just acknowledging who he is for the most part, wouldn't you think? I think we use um, it to n- so that everyone in the room knows that we're done. Mm-hmm. I heard something this morning, too, that, that said, it was talking about the culture of, of churches and stuff, and, and that we are so conditioned. Oh, it was on one of the podcasts you sent me. It was so conditioned to... Um, craving certainty to soothe our anxiety and so much of my childhood was was part of a religious culture that was always being definitive and so if you're not getting your prayers answered it's because you're not praying right you need to pray in jesus name and it was just one more of the many ways of some preacher standing up there and being authoritarian Mm -hmm. about Oh, he, he speaks for God. And so, okay, now I have to pray. You know, I mean, I went to a Bill Gothard seminar when I was a teenager. And but not a prayer conference, but Bill Gothard. You I see your problems right now. <laughs> I'm telling you, that messed me up. And and you got that we love someone who get up there and say, I know the answers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that in Jesus' name and uh, amen and how you pray and the mechanics mm-hmm. of it 
we love that because then we can feel like we did what we're supposed to do. This segment right. of the Under the Water Tower podcast brought to you by Bill Gothard Ministries. <laughs> well, I know my brother, he'll call me and say, Mist. He calls me Mist. Uh, my foot hurts. Can we do that? Sure. Mist. Mist. Rainy. <laughs> Sierra Mist. Mist. Um, my foot hurts, and I prayed about it. And when I got up this morning, it was still hurting. So God just doesn't answer prayers. And so in his mind, he's thinking, you know, if it doesn't happen ASAP, that God just does not hear you. It's like the magic genie in the bottle. Exactly. Yeah. So does God, I mean, does God answer our prayers immediately? But then sometimes we don't know the answer immediately. I think, what do you think? even the answering prayer is the wrong thing to say. Mm-hmm. Um, if you and I have a conversation for 30 minutes and when I leave, I'm not thinking, I hope she answers me. Mm-hmm. Right, we've had a conversation. Mm-hmm. Th- that's the way it is with the Lord. Of course, He's going to hear us because He wants, as Joni pointed out early on, He wants to talk to us. He desires mm-hmm. to be a part of our life. Um, he desires to have fellowship and relationship and to lead and guide us. But the idea of answering us, He will answer. But what your brother means is, is He going to do what I want? Yes. And those are two completely different things. Right. Um, and and, and I, I, I refuse to I refuse to put God on the same level as the hucksters. Well, I understand that. He's not always going to answer the way we want. But you always hear people saying God will answer prayers in his timing. Okay, does he answer prayers? Like if my kids come up to me and say, hey, Mom, you know, will you take me to the store to get candy? Um, No. So there's that. Or let me think about it, which in my mind, I know it's no. But then <laughs> later, it's not revealed to them until later. No, we're not going to go. So does God answer our prayers like immediately? And then we don't see that till like later? I don't know, I mean, but I've just learned work? something. That if you, if I asked you for something, you say, well, we'll see later. That <laughs> means no. no. I My will see later is usually yes. Absolutely I just, not. I just need to know. <laughs> No I show. need to make you think it's not a possibility, <laughs> even though I've already decided yes. <laughs> we'll but see. that's just always been something that I've just, I've, I've wondered. Does God, because I've heard it both ways, that God answers, or, or, or I don't want to say answers whatever we want, because I know that's not true, but does even given a no, or maybe well, but not right but now. Your question you know. is based on a different question, and, and that is why why do we pray again? We're back to that. And so in that context, I'm praying to get God to answer me. That's a very narrow, you know, what someone is saying. And I, and then we had preachers respond with, well, God answers was yes, yes, no, or wait. Exactly what you said, as opposed to, well, is that the point of prayer Mm -hmm. to go to God and ask for things like Santa Claus? Because then you're back into that. Or if, you well, just have enough faith and he'll answer you didn't have enough faith well then that makes us god because mm-hmm. then if we do enough god acts then it's not his will it's us doing enough to get him to move on our then enough then, then that brings the whole question of what Joni was at earlier so if you don't get the answer you want per what you're saying uh, churches often teach you're not doing it right you didn't put in jesus name you're That's not the praying right. in the authority yeah. you didn't use the magic formula and that I'd reminded me of my brother that's what the part that reminded me well of my brother let's go back to your brother in just a moment yep. but i want to i know you brought in richard foster i brought in my richard foster too well i only have my richard foster because i read yours and it was so good and i can only keep your books for so long or they like combust in my library i think uh, you bust. said that uh, uh, 
uh-huh. th- they do things. Mm-hmm. So the I'm pretty sure Richard Foster has a whole chapter or at least a section where he talks about what it means to pray in Jesus' name. And he debunks basically the whole idea that it's a f- catchphrase. It's not a hashtag, right? We use it like hashtag, Lord, give me the car, give me the job, give me the girlfriend, hashtag in Jesus' name. That's how we use it right. in our prayer life. He debunks that, that that's not how that works at all. In fact, any time that you are approaching the Lord with a humility and, a- and attitude, you're in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. When you proclaim your prayer directed toward Jesus, you've already met that that general feeling, whether you say the words out loud or not. Is that how you understood Foster? Absolutely. And I really liked that he he broke prayer down for me into different types of prayer, um, like the inward prayer, the upward prayer, and the outward prayers, like praying inward for things um, for yourself and just formation kinds of things, and then upward prayers, like with adoration and um, sacramental prayers, um, unceasing prayer, and then the outward prayer for other people. And that was not something that I had really had the experience with, you know, learning about Those are different categories. Different categories with other different kinds of prayers um, in there. And then there's one part that really stuck out with, um, to me, was just you may not hear from God. Like, it may feel like you're just praying and you may not hear from God. For how long? Um, well, Job felt forever. for Not forever, but for, for a while. But um, just um, to keep praying and to keep seeking Him. Those are the times when obedience kicks in rather than feeling. Mm-hmm. And I'll have to just tell you, that go ahead, Misty. Oh, I was just going to say, talking about Job, you know, even though he ran and... and well, he didn't run, but I was talking about Jonah ran. <laughs> Jonah ran, right? And he was forced to have some quiet time, some <laughs> solitude, you know. He didn't have any choice in Isn't the belly that funny? of that <laughs> fish. But then Job, you know, he's he's almost, I mean, God strips every, takes everything away from him. The enemy takes everything away from him, too, where he had nothing left but to be in solitude as well, you know. So you see that even even back then, that how important that the solitude and just that prayer time is necessary. The well, formation. And what yeah. stuck out when you were saying that was, if you don't take that time of solitude for yourself, like God's going to give it to you mm-hmm. anyways. Like, yeah. mm, you won't take some solitude. How about being yeah, stuck in the exactly. belly of the fish? Yeah, so. absolutely. So now I want to talk about your brother. So there's so many problems with what he's doing that I don't oh, even know where I to know. start. I know. But the first aspect is, is there an ongoing relationship before he starts asking for things? And that's a no. And to me, that's the real issue. Well, and that's <laughs> just like when people call or text and say, you know, well, and I think we've talked about it before. We've addressed it. You're closer to God, so I need you to pray for me, you know. And I think that's kind of kind of in the boat that he's in. Do you, you know? think that your brother is just using that as an excuse to try to get to you, get your goat, no, so to speak? No, I don't. I don't, I don't think so. I think he literally thinks that if he asks, tells God what he needs and wants. What is his theology based on? What is his God experience in his lifetime? He's been raised. In, I mean, he and I were raised kind of together, but not really. But he hasn't really been in church as much as I th- have. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like someone who maybe kind of grew up with mine. Yeah. You, you, you got those certain kind of messages mm-hmm. about if you pray, God will answer. But you haven't engaged with God, and so right. now you have a problem, it's and just you're going to pray something. to Santa Claus. Yeah. 
you, you, yeah. you want well if I may quote um, the pastorals it's a form of godliness that denies the power thereof and so that's what he's got he right. knows the form right but the There's power he's just messing with yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, so I was just using his um, him and his oh, a, as but, an example but I think that's where lots of folks are at that's how they yes. view prayer is exactly how you have set it up with and your are brother. we believing are we believing what we're what we're praying for and I'm not saying praying for a new home or a new but even just for Lord help me to be more compassionate help me to be more you know caring and considerate of others or is that really heartfelt or do we just say these things and pray these things knowing that we're not ever going to work on you know we're not going to try to do our part within ourselves that's like I I used to I had a preacher that you said it was a joke it's a preacher joke but it was like well don't pray for patience you know, and it was just like I this. preached a whole sermon on that once. <laughs> you should listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? <laughs> I don't remember every you? sermon you preached in the last seven years. That one actually really stuck out. Do better, Daryl. Do better. There's a lot of eye rolling going on here. It was last year. We need a break. Last week. Fruit of the Spirit. Remember those oh, nine I remember weeks? That. Okay, yeah, I remember that now. Nine okay. weeks? Love, joy, peace. What songs did we sing last Sunday? <laughs> I've got. I've peace, decided to follow <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I've decided to follow Jesus for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think it's about time for a break. <laughs> How long have we been at this? Thirty-seven minutes. No, really, for reals. Wow, you guys are you guys win the Iron Man Award for first half of the podcast. Uh, let's take a little break. Jo- uh, Misty's no, who is? <laughs> Kelly is going <laughs> to tell us an important thing. Someone this is what happens when we take a week off from podcasting. Someone is going to share some important information, and we'll come back on the other side and continue this riveting discussion about lawn mowing. You are listening to Under the Water Tower, a ministry of Fellowship Baptist Church located in Marble Falls. We would love for you to join us for worship. Visit our website for worship times at fmf.life. Do you have questions or suggestions on future topics for Under the Water Tower? We would love to hear them. Send us an email to office at fmf.life. If you like what you hear and would like to support this ministry, visit fmf.life slash give. That's fmf.life slash give. So we spent the first half-ish of our um, podcast today, I would say, talking more about theory mm-hmm. right. in theory what's going on with prayer uh, to use daryl's words why i got some practical questions where do you like to pray mm. where's your favorite prayer place go jeep no doors radio off while driving while driving this seems road. highly dangerous mm-hmm. eyes is. closed i leave my eyes open <laughs> <laughs> can you pray with your eyes open use the force joni <laughs> oh. she's just driving down the road i feel that semi jesus oh. will take care of me jesus <laughs> take the wheel <laughs> and that went to carry underwear fast mm-hmm. so fast um so in the jeep while driving that I'm being be very very serious. I'm, I'm not. It's not my only place to pray. Hold on, let me okay, get the. Okay. I'm not belittling you, and I'm not attacking you because I love this. I think I've heard lots of people through my lifetime tell me they pray while driving. Does it distract you from driving? It does not. It's mostly because I'm in nature. It's not like the oh, highway is not nature. No. If you define the highway as nature, we have other conversations <laughs> we need to have. Not always, but there are some country roads that you feel like you're just 
right there with Bugs creation. in her teeth, clouds <laughs> right. in the sky. <laughs> Doesn't get much better than that. The rev of the engine. <laughs> Very nature. Okay. Oh. Okay. Never mind. Can we start again? No, no, no. no. <laughs> nope. So, so, so I do like radio off, and I feel like when I'm driving, I'm not tempted to be busy. But you're literally driving. Scientifically, I've heard that left brain and right brain, that, that for a lot of people to be creative, if you can, which one's the creative side? The le- I always get them confused. The left or if the right? If you are left-handed, you are creative. But and is you that use the right okay, side of so your brain? Right Opposite. side of your brain. That's the way you can remember it. If you're left, most lefties are creative types, wow. and and so you use the right side of your brain. So if you can do something methodical like mow the yard, drive the car, you engage the left side of your brain, kind of in a monotonous way. It actually keeps it busy, and it frees up your your right side, which is creative and so to to support your theory here Joni about praying I do that as well a lot of times I'll drive with the radio off especially Wednesday nights after church is over I'm just like but sometimes what it does is it it almost it's soothing in a certain way and can definitely engage I'm a lot safer walking and praying or driving and praying than I am walking (laughs) and praying I'm not a very prayer walking is actually a really wonderful thing to do so the I would say the same thing though could you can you walk and pray so walking, I've never ran anything at 60 miles an hour walking. That's the to me the big issue. But I, I want to focus down the. I, I want to put that aside now. Okay. So when you're when you're praying while you're driving, are you praying for the things that you're driving by? Do those call is that call to memory issues of prayer? You know, you see this. You see the you drive down down the road and you see the um, joint replacement. Mm-hmm. billboard and you think about people who are broken and need surgeries do you drive by the convenience store and say lord bless all the truckers because they're doing I mean, well how does that does it does that function or is it just the time that you use to focus your mind sometimes but it's mostly the time okay. it's mostly just the time so do, uh, and I, i'm just oh, I'm, I'm having more fun with this so you're you're praying you're in your jeep where are you going home Sometimes I'm going home, but sometimes it's just I'm in the Jeep for the drive. For the purpose of drop prayer driving. Yes. Did we just invent a thing? We <laughs> did. Can I patent that? <laughs> prayer driving. Copyright. So for the purpose of prayer driving, you just do that? Yeah. How, how often? Um, it just depends on where my heart is, but but it's it's often. Okay. So you're... Do you ever finish the drive and you're done with the drive, but you're not done praying and just sit in the driveway and continue to pray? Or do you just keep driving somewhere until you're done? Um, I've never really thought about it in that sense, but I would probably just keep driving. Sometimes when I pray, the tears begin to flow. I mean, I, I'm not a very, I'm, I'm not like Fishbeck. I don't cry at the drop of a hat. <laughs> but um, Poor I do get a motive when I pray. Does, if that happens while you're driving, do you pull over or you just just plow through it? Man? No, just plow I would through. pull over because I'm an ugly crier, <laughs> very ugly crier. Okay. She's and crying and driving and praying. She's actually causing everyone else to start praying <laughs> while they're driving. It's true. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's now turned into outreach. Instead of student driver on her car, she needs prayers. Instead. I saw one the other day that <laughs> said, car. student driver. War room. I, yeah. I'm as scared as you are. <laughs> Love it. 
<laughs> war room. <laughs> so the it's not my only place, but it just it's your favorite. It is my favorite just because it's where I'm with the least amount of distractions. It's quiet. Yeah. Have you I ever been driving down the road like that prairie, and as you do something, you want so you pull over and write something down, like, "Hey, this is an important thing that came to my prayer." Um, sometimes. Because one of the things that I've developed in the last, I'd say, two years, it's not that common. But I'll keep my, I used to be the opposite. I keep my phone or on a tablet next to me because sometimes when I'm praying, someone will come to my mind mm -hmm. and I'll send them an email or a text message right thing. So mm -hmm. I, if I say I'll wait till later, I often will forget mm -hmm. to do it. Uh, now, now, they don't like getting text messages at 5.15 in the morning, but, you know, that's <laughs> out on them. Yep. Uh, but I, I was wondering if you do that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, not right at the moment, but that's that's almost like a set us a different time of prayer because I do have like um, N.T. Wright talks about how he does his prayer time and that's something that I've adopted where certain days I pray through certain for certain people, um, and so that would be during a different time. So that would probably be where the text message may come in. Would uh, you classify your prayer by Jeep to be unscheduled, spontaneous prayer? More so, yes. So it flows out of your emotional needs, perhaps? Mm -hmm. okay. More so. Gotcha. That's how I sometimes I, I prayer walk or prayer run that way. Yeah. Um, That's number nine on my list here. Make time to pray. And I think if we don't. Nine, Misty, is divisible by three. <laughs> It is. That's very Enneagram worthy. Which is very wow. significant <laughs> in that it's the ninth <laughs> thing on your list, yeah. which actually brings it up to the upper tier because it's the third aspect of your Trinitarian grouping. Oh, Got it. Thanks. Thanks. Tell us more about your list, Misty. <laughs> <laughs> um, I pray normally in my office slash bedroom space. It was a bedroom, and so we changed it now to my office. But that seems to be there or in the living room. I'll wait till I'm there by myself, and I'll kneel down by the couch on the couch there, and uh, have quiet, have my prayer time. Um, that's normally where I pray. But too, like Joni, you know, leaving Coleman when I'm driving back—that's a long two and a half hour drive, and um, you know, emotions. It's hard to leave your family and mm -hmm. all the things, or you know, when I've been visiting with my kids or whatever. So for me too, that's that's a time that I pray also and just talk talk to the Lord about things. And all those needs come to the surface. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Brings it all to the surface. So you're a kneeler in your room. You mm -hmm. take Jesus's words, go into your closet, shut the door. That that's your motif. Mm -hmm. uh, so and you have a prayer list. Mm -hmm. uh, have you? How long have you had a prayer list? Mm, long time long time that's not very helpful like, <laughs> like 20 <laughs> years three six or nine years uh, probably <laughs> more so in the last 10 years probably. last 10 years yeah. so does it evolve yeah. tell us more about that mm -hmm. like is it something that you're like oh sorry you're off the list now that's the hardest thing else? in the world that is hard for me to do is to cross to someone off, off the list but then you can see how and when jesus does answer our prayers or when they died oh, yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah that's one way to yeah. get off my list mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. mm. Yep. So you have a you have a list. Do you have different like your Joni's different lists for different days, or at the same list you go through every day? It's basically the same the same list. Um, it changes, you know, some as the needs change of our kiddos and family and things like that. But then some things just 
remain, you know, that you are continue to pray about that you haven't seen um, anything come. Do you, um, is your list broken down into categories like family, friends? Yeah, to some extent. Sort of. So mm-hmm. Is it is it structured or just loose? It's pretty structured. Structure. You know me. I'm a list person. The highlighted <laughs> color coordinated multi colored coordinated for notebook that. over there. But yeah. So I try to write things down. That way, you know, as I'm like you said, as I'm praying, if the Lord, the Holy Spirit brings something to my mind, I stop right then and I jot it down. Um when I'm texting or talking to people and they share with me what their prayer needs are. I make sure to take note of that and, and jot those things down. And some things you don't know. You know, prayer doesn't have to be um, in detail like your mowing of the yard story, you know. I'm sorry about you that. You mow the yard. <laughs> no, but I thought about that when you were talking about that. You know, you, you say, I mow the yard and leave it at that. Or you ex- give all the details, and it's like that with our prayer life too. You know, please pray for me, or I've been praying for you. And you can leave it at that. Or you can go into detail about what you need prayer for. And so I think that was a great, that's what I took kind of away from that. And that, that, that helps with the prayer request actually becomes a gossip, mm-hmm. uh, which right. is a huge problem for church life. Right. Um, we, don't, we don't have a, that kind of yeah. prayer ministry here at Fellowship no, because it's abusive mm-hmm. where you just have people, well, t- we'll take prayer requests from the group kind right. of thing. Well, pray for so-and-so. You know they're going through a divorce. Or yeah. pray for so-and-so. You know, he's tested positive for 17 yeah. different sexually transmitted bless diseases. His heart. You know, yeah. bless his heart. <laughs> pray, pray, and, you, and so it turns into gossip, mm-hmm. which is n- just give us the name. Say, pray for him. Mm-hmm. God knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but bold too. You know, I have bold prayers, right? I've got the ones people are sick, and then I've got other, you know, my different categories. But then those bold prayers, where I'm like, Lord, I know you're going to work this out and I don't know how you're going to do it, but I'm asking you to do this, you know, and, and I'm not demanding, but I'm, I'm pretty honest and open with what, you know, with my worries and my concerns. And, um, you know, and I, I think it's okay to do that because he can handle it. Now I want to go one step further and ask the true confessions of Misty Grimm, the grim truth. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> have you ever said, I, to you, like, I don't have a, enough time right now Mm -hmm. but all these people really matter to me and just put your hand on the list and say lord you know all these yes help them today (laughs) amen women's bible study (laughs) 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 we do do that lord you know the needs we don't have to know all the details you know every detail and you don't mention all the names i I, I still have some um i believe in a list Mm -hmm. but i have some um traumatic it's not quite pts that's a too strong a word some traumatic um, uh, prayer meeting trauma <laughs> trauma P D S D prayer <laughs> difficulties <laughs> syndrome or something because I'm like WMU prayer calendars mm. where you're right. just, you know nothing about these people yes. all you have is their name yeah. and so you just read name after mm. name mm-hmm. after name I, some I've always thought that really is a violation of the spirit of mm-hmm. what prayer is. Yeah. Um, well, and if you have, like, I used to have oh, a very... Sp- your, your microphone is incredibly loud no, in my I ears. No, I just kind of yelled. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can fix that I'm yelling, fast. and I don't know why. Oh, me yelling. How about now? Can you hear me now? <laughs> You're gone. Um, I used to have a list, too, of specific people, and, and let's say there were five different friends, 
And so I'm going to pray for Robert and then I'm going to pray for Stephen. And then I'm, and there, there's nothing specific I'm praying for him. I'm just there on my list. Mm-hmm. And what happens is then it almost becomes, well, God, you know what's going on in Robert's life. So I just want to lift them up to you. Right. God, you know what's going on in Stephen's life. And yeah. so it becomes monotonous. Almost and just or yeah, ritual, ritualistic. But now if you're me, I write a story for Robert. Lord, I lift up to you, Robert. He really needs a new friend. Mm -hmm. Maybe a friend who plays golf and they can go golfing every afternoon. Mm -hmm. Maybe a friend who has a truck. I pray for Steve. Is this why Mm -hmm. weird things keep happening in my life? (laughs) (laughs) See, that's you being bold. That's you saying. No, that's me messing with people's lives. It's saying this is what I... Do you think that really messes with people's lives? Sounds like a two statement. I'm just Mm -hmm. just telling you. I, I think maybe I, I, I it is bold, it's right? It's bold, you know. I, uh, but I will pray, Lord, um, I pray for Steve. You know what Steve needs? He needs more money. Could he just like See, you're have like a God. dead ancestor <laughs> who di- who died years ago? So there's well, no trauma. That one for me. <laughs> but 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 somehow they found the treasure chest mm-hmm. of you know ink and gold that's not cursed for for Steve. <laughs> mm-hmm. Steve really needs help something Steve. like this. Steve I mean, needs help. I that so when I don't know what to pray for, yeah. I will come <laughs> up with something. <laughs> yeah. I I completely believe this is true that you do this, but I think what it does for me is as you're telling this. It it doesn't Steve needs to teach the It doesn't board. lessen the value of prayer. I think it takes the pressure off of it and it brings it back to communication. You're trying to talk to God and it's right. it's not yes. this formulaic you gotta do this and do it the right way and pray the right words and, and have enough faith and all that 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 you're you know god's probably oh, that was a good one jamie i like that i think <laughs> i'm gonna do that ink and gold i like that i'm gonna give well, him look some. At abraham <laughs> you know when abraham went to the lord and you know tried to get him not to take out sodom and gomorrah you know is I mean, there 50 50 <laughs> come on if there's only you know do I hear 10 do all the way down go and god i mean the lord agreed and did it so you know it, it could work well, that, and that, so that's the providence of God. Well, that's yes. more back into the theory. Yeah. Um, so the, 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 uh, is God immutable? Can mm-hmm. he be changed? Yeah. So I believe that he obviously can or prayer would not exist. Right. Uh, there's time and time again in the scriptures where Moses. the Lord's going to do one thing in a human petition mm-hmm. has changed what God's going to do. Now, I believe that that immutability is still there, wrapped up in the providence of God. His plans will not be thwarted. Right. So I can't pray away God's plans. Right. But within the context of that, I have sovereign, I have free will in the context of his sovereignty mm-hmm. to request certain things. Right. Uh, that's more theory than prayer. Yeah. So, Fishbat, we, where's your favorite place to pray? Uh, I thought you were going to forget me. <laughs> Um, you well, are unforgettable. While y'all were talking. By the way, your beard has got like an inch longer overnight. I haven't had it cut in a long time. I've been re- reshaping it, trying to go long. <laughs> so That's some, really. Some days he caressed his beard. Oh, <laughs> he those, did. For those of you that <laughs> are only listening. didn't caress it. I was showing No, you, you. caressed <laughs> it. Was, it was, it was, um, that was a caress. That's a rated PG-13 <laughs> caress it just right takes, there. It just takes it ta- longer to get ready in the morning. It's taking longer to blow dry your beard, uh, yes, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> Using more beard balm. Um, trying to find one that I like. They've changed the one I use for a long time. Is <laughs> it's been Yosemite. Not good. Yosemite's good. Mm-hmm. I got a really good beard oil. I don't <laughs> like the oily. I need something that will hold. My beard Aww. is a little wild. So back to prayer. Um, <laughs> My beard is wild. <laughs> Beard's it, gone wild. It, um, <laughs> the spring the, break. The longer the beard, the closer to God. So it's improving my prayer life. 
Um, no, I have three answers for this question because I've been thinking about the one, the number three. Um, favorite place to Why pray. Why are you so yelling? <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> I think your you just got a whole spittle in your ear. <laughs> I felt that. Um, favorite place. If you asked if, favorite, if I could pick a place to get to pray, it would be by an ocean somewhere. Sitting, listening to the rhythm of the waves. And I think there's a synchronicity to the heartbeat and the rhythm of the waves and nature and things like that that are soothing for me. And, and sometimes it's just being able to sit. And my most common practical place is my recliner every morning. Go to the kitchen, get a cup of coffee, come back to my room, close the door. I could not pray in a recliner. I would be asleep before I ever started. <laughs> <laughs> Recliners for one thing, sleeping. Well, it's... It's, I've got my little pillow and my little iPad holder and my uh, and then the, th the third you've thing you've turned your recliner into a desk. It is my desk. Why don't it's you just go to a desk, Grandpa? <laughs> I live the in the TV tray. I live in twelve by twelve <laughs> space. All right, that's that's my life now. We've seen <laughs> this it. This one yeah. room, um, and so that's my where I sit. Um, the the next place I would I'm probably pray God send you a desk. I don't have room in there for a desk. I have a desk. I don't have room in my room for a desk. So I have pray for just a big enough room. space. Wait, you could build like one on the wall that just folds down. I, um, I, I took a queen-size bed out of there and Hot put a twin-size bed in Hot there just so I could add the recliner. So anyway, I digress. Y'all digress. <laughs> um, if I can go to a coffee shop and put headphones on with music and I have the white noise of just people around me, um, that's another place that – but the, the crucial thing for me is, is a journal. Um, a lot of times I write my prayers or I write my thoughts as prayers um, just because I, I, have I need that for focus. I will get too distracted. And so that's why I don't know if it's the monotony of the ocean waves or, or, or whatever. I need something like that. And so my, my journals are really significant. So Kim, Kim, my wife, Kim, uses a prayer journal. <coughs> she writes out every, I mean, everything every day and, it's <coughs> and has been doing it for 25 years mm -hmm. she has books and books and books um she's gonna make her kids read them the uh when we're dead the she needs to let them know because i have a friend who will not read her mom's journals or diaries because she feels like it's um crouching in on her privacy and she doesn't want to read those things so make sure she tells her our kids. children will know that i'm the private one there's nothing. Mm -hmm. Phoebe would be it. like, oh, my dad's journal. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a, it's Finally, I get the dirt. So so <laughs> you, the prayer journal. So do you, do you just like bullet dash it or do you complete sentences? Yes. So mm -hmm. it's a little bit of all that. It's, it's ever, where my brain sometimes. Ever is a just circle, just a drawing, a diagram, a thought. Yes. I'm Don't hold it up because the people watching can't see. No, I'm showing y'all. I was trying to see if I had – there was my other journal. I'm like Kim. I have a shelf full of journals, mm -hmm. um, and, and sometimes it's visual. Sometimes it's charts or, or graphs. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's my thoughts. Most of them uh, in the last couple of years, I have a heading. I'll date it, and then I'll just put like a – like uh, let me just turn to one here. Overwhelmed apathetic. <laughs> oh. um, Must have been a Monday. Let's <laughs> see – 
was that today? Let's it was find today. Another one. <laughs> Stress. March twentieth. <laughs> the date on that, Daryl? Um, let's see. No, this is going back Half to twenty twenty two. This one just says UGH. U G H. So not a lot of. A lot of times I journal more when I'm struggling. So. <laughs> so. You um, keep a journal, you love a journal, but you're not actually... Oh, here's one titled Enneagram. That was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, so do you take your journal to the coffee shop? Yes. All right. So you're at the coffee shop with the journal. You have the music going. What Are you listening to sacred music? It's are you listening to... It's instrumental. It might be the water classical tower classical or it might be like soundtracks. I've got a playlist. Most, most classical music is sacred music. Well, it's it's which is why I like it so much. It's a mood, and I, I every time I hear something, whether it's a movie soundtrack or a piece of Unless classical it's Philip music, Glass, because Philip Glass is just uh, not 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 allowed. <laughs> well, if it fits the right soothing mood, it gets added to the to the. So I have a playlist on Spotify called Contemplation, and so I have coffee and contemplation, and that's my prayer time. But that because I could also be the per I, I can see the person who just listens to the playlist of um, just sounds. But you're that kind of person. Nature just sounds, not just or what? whatever. <laughs> Birds, <laughs> or or the the low hum of uh, musical nice. instruments. I don't forget what it's called. but It's got a name to it. It's the ASDMR yeah, stuff something that's like real, it, it like white, not white noise, but kind of but rhythmic it's things. It's <laughs> I have done that. I, I don't. Box fan. Yeah, I have done some of that. Yeah. So so and so as you're in the coffee shop praying, are you praying for the people who are getting coffee? Uh, it's the same mm, kind of idea no. for you when you're when you're going down the road, Joni. Do you see things that trigger? Do you see someone comes in and gets a coffee? Oh, she looks just like my cousin uh, um, uh, Donna, and Donna's going. I just forgot to pray. Do Donna is in need of not one kidney but two because she shot him through with whiskey. <laughs> you know, that's why she lived. Maybe I'm. I might I like be. <laughs> I might be stirred by something around me, but typically the coffee shop is, that's the white noise. And then I can focus on what's in front of me. And so it's the stuff, the people in front of me are often more the of a distraction. The coffee shop's what's in front of you. Not, not the way my brain works, no. That's what helps me focus on what's in my brain. So what stimulates your prayer in this motive? So Misty's got a list. Joni, when she's in her favorite place, she's going down the road hot crying while she's thinking about all her things. Are you, uh, I just turned yours way more dramatic, didn't I? <laughs> you, <laughs> hot you crying. You did, you did. <laughs> In the rain. In the rain. <laughs> no Makeup <doors>. smeared. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Meg Ryan movie somewhere, I'm sure. Somewhere. So the, the, so are you, are you working off of a list in this coffee shop? Are you, are you just pray, is it free flow thought, whatever comes to you? Is some it of it Bible is verses? Free, what do you do it? Some of it is free flow, but typically it has to do with what's been going on around me, whether it's here at the church or the people in my world or whatever. So not just an immediacy, but there is an element of where am I right now? And so it's a lot of it is, you know, um, we talked about prayer and things like that. Um, a few years ago, I learned about Le Lectio Divina, which is kind of praying through scripture in a different way. And so which is a very f really cool Latin phrase for uh, slow down. Yes. <laughs> and so it <laughs> really means it's in <laughs> in the list of Bible verses that I have in my show prep notes over here. Um, you know, one, <laughs> one of the the most common ones I think is Psalm 46:10, which is be still and know that I am God. Um, but I love the message translation for the first part where it says cease striving. 
because for me, I'm a striver, I'm an achiever, I'm a doer, and I'm always going and, and to a fault. And so, yes, for me, a lot of my prayer is, is I'm trying to force myself to be still, to mm-hmm. slow down, um, breath prayers, like Joni mentioned, um, more meditative. Describe that. Would Joni and Fishback take a moment? Because our, our, our two listeners might not be familiar with breath prayers. Because that's not about mints. <laughs> <laughs> For me, my understanding of breath prayers and the type that I do, it's, it's you focus on your inhale and your exhale. And it might be a thought or it might be a phrase. And so it might be s- just an example might be um, you breathe in Jesus, the word Jesus mentally, and you exhale, I love you. Or God loves me, I love him. It's, it's, a, it's a back and forth um, or it could, could be you, could a you, phrase. Could, could you phrase it? So inhale, love. Exhale, hate. You could. I mean, I mean, would, I think it could could be anything you wanted it to be. But it's like a symbolism type of. Well, it's it's making you slow down. It's making you be more present because you're focusing on your breathing mm-hmm. and you're meditating on a specific thought. It could be a Bible verse. Joni, mm-hmm. sometimes in. for me, it's just a thankfulness, like an attitude of being thankful. So um, like breathing, I'm thankful for and then thinking about the things that I'm thankful for or the things that are. So um, yours, is, yours is more of a stream of consciousness mm-hmm. activity. Mm-hmm. Fishbecks is more of a. I would call almo- almost a imagery, imagery, uh, uh, imagery meditative, like, yeah, mm-hmm. of, um, pic- yeah, um, illustration of it, the bad end. Yours is Fishbacks is closer Ow. to a kind of transcendental meditation yeah. kind of thing. Kind of, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so for me, a lot of times my prayer time is not I'm praying for these five people or something, as much as it I'm trying to slow down and hear. God, what are you, you trying have, to say to do me? Do you have room for six people? Mm-hmm. Just five. Uh, it's only multiples of three. Six, three. So three. three. Yeah. I can do so six. But you yes. know, listening and hearing, those are two different things, right? Mm-hmm. And they you both know, should happen in prayer, don't they you They should both happen. Um, you can listen, but not really hear it. I feel like when you hear it, you're absorbing it, and you're putting those, you know, feet to action to the words. If you're going to hear it, then you do it. That's you know. twice you've mentioned listening and hearing from the Lord in our conversation. Mm-hmm. H- how do you know it's the Lord and not Misty? Because mm-hmm. I struggle with that so much. I do and too. I've been doing this for a long time. Well, uh, th- uh, there again, you pray and you go to the Lord and you just say, Help me to realize is this you? Is this me? You know, you know where I'm at. You know how I feel about this specific thing. Help me to know that this is not just me you know, wanting this thing to happen or not happen. And, and the Holy Spirit will reveal those things to us. He's done it for Maybe, me over and over again. Maybe, because I'm sitting here hearing you talk about that, and I'm thinking of some of my prayer trauma, and that is there was a season where I was around a circle of people, and especially one in particular that was Wiggins very— Wiggins come in circles. Well, that was very <laughs> big on God said, mm-hmm. and God told me, and whatever, mm-hmm. and I've used that phrase, and there have been some times when I was absolutely convinced something was from the God, from the God, <laughs> from God, and later realized, no, my ego latched mm-hmm. onto that. But you found it at, you saw that it didn't d- ever come. About 15 years later, yes, or, yeah. but, and so when we talk about prayer, I'm, I'm going to be honest Somebody's with you. a slow learner. This <laughs> <laughs> is true. Uh, we talk about prayer, this is why a lot of times I don't, I don't pray a lot of prayers asking maybe not as much as I should because I feel like I've 
burn myself mm-hmm. on that. I'm, I'm not cynical about it, but the, it's I want to be more. God, what are you, Henry Black will be here. Where, where's God working, and how can I join him? Well, and a lot of um, it is risk. That's not when a prayer. Cross followers. <laughs> we, it is risky. It's risky love to follow Jesus because Ooh, you risky don't, love. You don't know. It's right? a Hallmark movie. You that's don't the title know. of Misty's novel. <laughs> Misty love. Risky love because you're taking a gant. I don't want to say gamble, but you. All, I mean. Lord, love, love is always a gamble. What do, what do you want me to do here? And you do what you feel like he's opening the door for you at that moment. And if it's not the right thing, then he'll shut it. It well, may take 15 years yeah. to do it. but Well, and again, on the podcast, Joni has encouraged me to listen to. Um, the lady said, you know, we are not people are not problems to be solved or projects to be fixed. We are people to be loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot or of avoided. <laughs> I think <laughs> a lot of our prayer is about how we're yeah. going to fix a person or a problem or how we're we've made them a project that we're going to work on. And we're trying to get God to maybe join right. us. We're going to do it in Jesus name. And that's how a lot of times I'll know it's God is I'm like, that would never be my idea. Mm-hmm. Like this is are you for real mm-hmm. right now? I think that the, would never the be the my biggest ideal. mistake we make is just not doing something right you just freeze like i don't know what to do I, do i do it or not and i think just stepping out choose a side you know pick a side make and a go decision. with it if make it was decision. wrong then you at least know you pray yeah. about it if you feel like you don't have any discernment but there, that decision has to be made then you just go by what you feel at that you know the lord is leading you to do at that moment and you can sit and wait forever right you can yeah. just be stuck and paralyzed forever and not ever move your feet but at that, all that's one of mine Joni, is that uh, if, if i feel the Lord speaking to me, and I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's clearly you know. <laughs> clearly the Lord. Jamie meet Nineveh. You know, I, I don't it's want the to. it's that same idea. I've got a. I'm always working through. Is it is it the Lord, mm-hmm. or is it me? me? Yeah, because I, I I never doubt the Lord. I always doubt me. Sure, I doubt my ability to understand and mm-hmm. perceive because He can be speaking so clearly. But because I'm not that bright, I can mess it up mm-hmm. and, and understand it in a completely different way. Um, we're already in an hour, hour 10. I'm hour anxious 10? to know. Wow. Though, do y'all pray out loud? Should we go, should we keep going or should we pray about it? We should pray <laughs> about it. We'll okay. pray about it. Is, do you pray out loud in an audible voice or is it in your head? Sometimes I, I tend to pray more out loud than I used to. Um, mm-hmm. mostly because I think about the, the, what the mouth confession is made. And so mm-hmm. a, as I've gotten older, I confess a whole lot more than I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I do, a, not in a legalistic way, but just it helps me mm-hmm. because when you, just like when you're talking to someone, like right even right now, every word I say, I'm thinking at a little more intensively and, and, and on purpose because I'm saying it out loud. If I were just thinking these thoughts, I might move faster, but then I wouldn't dwell on it the way I should. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's it's not a rote kind of mechanical out loud, but it is the idea of, when I when I say and I, I kind of whisper, cause I'm, my favorite place is in my study at home, mm-hmm. right? With all my friends, my books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's 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 the way I am, and so um, the I, someone j- for all my life, someone's been asleep while I'm doing this, so I'm really quiet, but I, s- I do pray out loud. I've transitioned from praying in my head to praying out loud, and I've noticed my thoughts don't wonder as much. They are wonder, not wonder. Well, they can wonder they and can wander. Wonder and <laughs> wander. <laughs> they can wonder, wonder. But um, I've noticed that my thoughts are more um, 
same thing. Focus. Same like focused. I want to do four quick drive-bys before we wrap this up. Because I know we got a an hour and ten minutes. Greg's already tired. Well, you know, if they're like me when I listen to podcasts, I just stop it when I'm done driving or they whatever and pick up where I'm at. So I don't care. I, I, I like podcasts that are longer. Most people stopped when I started edging my grass <laughs> and they said, I'm not listening anymore. I just hit that 10, 15 second forward button. They, and I went, and 15, 15 seconds and, I, and, I, and now Ten I'm times. blowing it. You, you know, um, at least they don't have to listen to advertisements like a lot of podcasts. But, but I want to hit four. And then, of course, you guys throw in anything else you want, but four bad ideas about prayer on this spiritual discipline business. Uh, one is the bad idea that if I can get more people praying, then God's going to do it. I can find no justification for that idea. The, the prayer chain motif. Mm. I, I understand why people do this, because we want to share life. Yeah, but it's, the motif is about sharing life. So if I pray, if I pray, if I share prayer requests with Joni, it's not because I get more people praying. It's because now Joni and I are carrying and sharing this burden together. That's where the sharing matters. Mm-hmm. Just getting, we want you know we'll get get this person on your prayer list. This is important. Mm-hmm. Well, do you, we've not shared any kind of burden at all. Mm-hmm. There's been no, it's just a name on a list. Um, God doesn't work that way. God does not work well. I might have healed his kidney cancer, but if 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 there'd have been five thir- more, forty-two more, forty-two more oh, prayers, well, it's got to be thirty-six, forty-five. Right. <laughs> it's got to be some multiple of I, nine. I heard an interesting story about someone that was in a hospital room. Someone was on the verge of death, and this we're always all on the verge mm-hmm. of death. This, this that semi six inches away from your family, car going eighty miles. That's true. This family friend came in and was just trying to tell the the family there, you know, if we all just pray and if we really, really believe it, you know, God's going to heal them. I just know it. I believe it. And so this cynical person, the family says, so if we have enough faith and, and if we pray really, really, really hard, God's going to do it. And if we don't, you're going to die. And, and, and he said, yeah, yeah, that's it. He said, well, then it's on you. It's on you. If they die, it's on you. And he was just making the point that he was tired of hearing that kind of mentality because then if they died, yeah. it's on your. Well, obviously you, you failed, so yeah. we don't have to it, blame God or whatever. It's an abuse of prayer. Yeah. It's a completely abuse of prayer, and I, I, I just hate that one. Mm. Um, another fallacious idea about prayer is that we have to be so thorough in our prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, give me all the details. Yeah. You don't need all the details. Yeah. Uh, then there's the prayer that informs God. Mm. God, let me tell you what's, what's going, going on down here. <laughs> <laughs> While you've been over there. Yeah, as if the Lord does. <laughs> Lord, there's a church over there that needs <laughs> your help. They got this building program. If you, I know you don't know about them because obviously <laughs> if you did, you'd have already done something. But they are in need of about $2 million because they're busting at the seams, but they're all poor. They're like, they all work at the... Need at, some at ink the, and gold. They all work at the dollar store, Lord. Could you just drop them some money? Because I know if you just knew about it, you dollar would do the right thing. Family tree. It's the It's the informing God. If you can just convince God to do the right thing, that, that he's up there, neutral, 
mm-hmm. and not going to do the right thing unless you inform him and, yeah, and convince your, him. Yeah, that is the worst oh, idea. That's Talk about control issues. Oh, yeah. So the little boy who has cancer, I should do something? Oh, I guess I am God. I never thought of that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bringing that to my attention, Billy. <laughs> that, drives, <laughs> that drives me crazy when you... And then one other fallacious idea about prayers is when you start talking to other people in the middle of your prayers. There's two effects on this. Well, three, actually. So preachers are horrible. <laughs> Have you ever, pray ever a heard? Sermon? Well, pray a sermon or pray announcements. <laughs> I confess I have done this before, and I've heard others do it. You're given the closing prayer, and you realize you forgot to <laughs> announce the something. <laughs> mission outreach. You, you forgot <laughs> to announce that it's mission outreach week next week. And so, dear Lord, we pray we have enough people at mission outreach at next week at 845 9, in 845 the morning on Saturday. Saturday, Saturday at 7702 West 6th Street. <laughs> Worst day. We should have done that for our church work day. Exactly. So, I mean, you're laughing, but we've all heard basically those kinds of prayers before where you, you're, you're, you're praying, but you're not talking to God. You're, you're talking, talking to, to the people, people in the room. Yeah. Uh, and or you can also do the thing where you you're praying to the Lord and suddenly you're talking to the devil. Mm-hmm. Th- this to me is a real serious problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should never talk to the devil. Mm-hmm. Uh, if don't you dare talk to the devil unless you want to stir up a hornet's mm-hmm. nest. You talk to God. Yeah. He's the one we talk to, not the devil. I I just want to interject because as soon as you said that, I totally it, I had a flashback. I, I went through a season, and I don't remember where I got this theology or this whatever but we there was <laughs> we did some mission trips in mexico and some of the leaders of the group they, they were very big on not necessarily speaking to the well yeah speaking to the devil but like telling him to go away like we rebuke you we resist you in the name of jesus you can't be you don't here want the devil to know you're there well i mean i assume he already does but it, it I was think he's limited god's omniscient there was the so the much not. energy put into if it, it was the inverse we didn't pray enough well we didn't rebuke the devil enough and it's like uh, oh the sound system you know something sparked out over here well satan's in it we got to rebuke the sound system and i rebuke you spirit of tinniness it gets to <laughs> that degree and it goes this way off other extreme where you start seeing the devil and everything and you it's because you didn't rebuke him and you have to do it out loud because he can't hear your thoughts. I, I completely the the rebuking using your prayer time and your prayer energy to bind Satan to rebuke the evil spirits. That's just not where we're at. I mean, I, I just don't think that that's um that's not within our purview. My prayer is different. I address the Lord, the One Almighty God. I don't address the well, and it becomes. Well, who are, go ahead. Oh, who are we building a relationship with? Not the devil. Mm-mm. Um, the and I had a book reference to me a, a while back that I've heard someone mention before called Shadow Boxing. And the whole premise of it was rebuking Satan in your life. And it had to do with all these little, it almost sounded like witchcraft, but all these little, Bi- use Bible verses to say, if this is wrong in your life, whatever, you might have this spiritual tie or this connection to something because of the sin you did back when you were 12 and nobody knows about it. And you got to, you got to rebuke that sin and you got to confess it and you got to break that tie. And, 
and it just it can you talk about anxiety it mm. could really stress somebody out because it's basically telling you if you have anything wrong in your life it's probably because of some hidden sin that you I'm haven't dealt gonna, with i'm not going to talk to the devil about this but i will rebuke that book <laughs> that sounds like a horrible horrible thing because the it's scriptures teach it's the if type Jesus of stuff christian yeah. counselors if, give out if well this is well, <laughs> Well, that's that's a different that. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone is in Christ, he is a new, new creation. creation. The old is passed away. Behold, the new has come. We don't need mm-hmm. to go down those those uh, thorn-filled paths mm-hmm. trying to figure out all the strongholds in our life and all the places where we have, uh, have uh, given the devil entry mm-hmm. into what we're doing. No, no, no! I'm, I'm redeemed. You'll I'm never be forward. free. You'll and live in Jesus. Exactly. In that freedom that if, He died to give. Because us, then you're if back to if case. it didn't fix it, then well, I didn't do it yeah. right, so I got to go do it again. I didn't mean it. It's cycle. The yeah. Bible's not a manual Mm-mm. for fixing coding in your DOS. Too many people who write these books for <laughs> DOS programmers who are now bitter because no one does that anymore. <laughs> exactly. All right, we probably got to wrap this thing up. Mm. I am so glad that you listened. We didn't even get to. I had so much to talk about bidding prayers and confession and Good stuff. Uh, Good stuff. tools and the prayer list and nature. We just didn't. We won't. I think we have a couple of more of these that we're going to record on spiritual disciplines. We're glad that you listened. I uh, love you bunches. Kelly's going to give us some more good information on the way out. Until next time. Love you. See, See you soon. Thanks so much for listening to Under the Water Tower, a podcast dedicated to honest discussion of the Bible. To donate to this ministry, just go to fmf.life slash give. That's fmf.life slash give. Just a reminder to subscribe to Under the Water Tower on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That way you'll never miss an episode. Help us to spread the word about our podcast by talking about it and sharing it on your social media. Thanks again for joining us. On behalf of Under the Water Tower, I'm Kelly Trapane.